2022 ACB Virtual DC Leadership Meetings will be held Saturday, March 12th through Tuesday, March 15th. Registration is $20 for ACB members and $30 for non-members. ACB members were sent a discount code via email. If you are an ACB member and did not receive the discount code, please call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Registration closes March 9th. Visit acb.org for more information or register at https slash slash tinyurl.com slash 2022-DC-Leadership-Meetings. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to ACB Communities. It's wonderful to be here. Thank all of you for having me today. I'm Jeff Bazer. I'm the South Central Sales Rep for Vispero and Freedom Scientific. And wonderful to be on ACB Communities once again. So uh, we are here today for the next hour or so, and we're going to talk about software and hardware and anything else at Vespero you'd like, because I always like these to be an interactive session. We do have a topic today that we will start out with and we'll go through uh, some interesting information here that I think you all will really enjoy. If uh, if you do at any time, if you think of a question, a comment, even if it's not necessarily related to to what we're talking about, Usually, uh, this is this is like I said, a small enough group and a great interactive group here to be able to uh, get your questions answered, your concerns, and if we don't know the answer, which we may not, I'm going to admit that up front, we'll certainly get it for you and be able to email you or call you back. Happy to do that. So, welcome once again. Um, I want to give uh, some. I want to let you guys know of a few things going on at Vispero, Freedom Scientific, Enhanced Vision, Optelec, all of our companies that uh, you might be interested to know. Uh, This is a a really interesting time of year because um, typically there are a couple of pretty big national trade shows this time of year, and they're back in person. So that's been pretty exciting for us. We were recently at the ATIA conference in Orlando. That was the last week of January. So we had a booth there. We had a couple of sessions going on there, and it was great to see a lot of folks back in person. It really was. It was good to be back out. Um, That conference was not as well attended as a normal year would be, and we knew that going in. So it was, you know, a little bit lighter, but it was still, it was very good to be there. The weather was, did not cooperate so much with us, but that's okay. People were inside, they were learning, and, uh, and that was good. Now, upcoming here in, in about a month, we're going to be at CSUN in Anaheim, California. We're looking forward to that one for sure. That's at the uh, Anaheim Marriott there, the big one near the convention center. And the dates on that are, let's see, it starts on, I guess the exhibit hall opens on Wednesday the 16th, and we'll go through Friday. So Wednesday, there's a, a reception in the uh, in the evening time, and then Thursday and Friday, we're there all day. Wait a minute. I, I think I'm skipping a day, guys. 
It, I think it opens on it Tuesday. It starts on evening. Tuesday this year. That's different. It starts on Tuesday yep. evening. That's right. So all day Wednesday and Thursday will be there from like 9 to 5.30. And then Friday, I think we're there until mid-afternoon or so, about 1.30. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so if you're going to be in the area or attending any of those conference, uh, in, attending CSUN now, uh, please feel free. Come by and see us. We'd sure like to meet you and uh, and be able to show you some stuff in person. And then there's a number of other regional conferences that are happening, you know, throughout the year as well. And as far as we know now, the summer shows will be on. So, Larry, maybe you can talk just just real brief. Uh, ACB National that'll that's, be uh, in Oklahoma, that's, uh, July 1st through July 8th, and it's at uh, in Omaha. Nebraska, and it, uh, okay. we think that's going to be a hybrid. That'll be some of us in Zoom and some of us in person. Looking forward to going in person to seeing a lot of people I've not met before. And then NFB, National Federation of the Blind, also has its convention. And I don't have the dates in front of me, but both of them will be having a lot of people there throughout the summer, especially from a technology standpoint, looking at a lot of great innovations with JAWS and and, and other vendors as well. So it's always a great time of summer if you get a chance to go either in person or virtually. Yeah, absolutely. I think NFB's in New Orleans this year, if I I'm believe not mistaken. So. And yep. I believe it's after um, yeah. you guys. That's good. So that, that should be really That's good. That's good. Now we can go to both. So we'll be talking about um, these, you know, as they get as they get closer. But uh, just just kind of wanted to let you know that we we were at ATIA, we'll be at CSUN, and you know other conferences around uh, many regions here in in the United States. So you know if you're looking for us in your area, send us an email or or give us a call, and I'll make sure that you have my contact information here by the end of the uh, by the end of our session today, so that you can do that. So specifically here, I want to talk about layered commands today with uh, JAWS, Zoom Text, and Fusion. And this is a, a part of the software that maybe you might sometimes forget about unless you have a favorite one that you're using on a regular basis. But what you might not know, even if there is, you know, a favorite that you go to, maybe convenient OCR, for example, there are a lot more of them. So that was going to be uh, my topic today. And it was actually going to be what is your favorite layered command? So I'm going to go through a few of these here in, in a moment. But I also want you to be thinking about if you're here live with us on the on the session today, what your favorite is and how you use this. And I would love to hear it because uh, it's always interesting to to get stories from folks who are using the software and how you're making it work for you. And the beautiful thing about layered commands is it's a shortcut key to get to where you want to go quickly and then be able to have the information that you used disappear quickly and get you right back where you were before you ever thought about, hey, I need to hit this command real quick and uh, run my scan or do a research lookup or whatever it is. So just to let you all know, the latest versions of JAWS, Zoom Text, and Fusion are version 2022. And every fall, if, if you're not familiar with this schedule, usually around the end of October is when we release the, the new versions. And that's exactly what happened in 2021. But I want to encourage you to, to remember and, and just kind of think about this from the standpoint of that's when the major upgrade for the year comes out. But around every six to 10 weeks or so, you will typically find an update on our software as well. And it used to be, you know, back 
probably geez, five years ago or more by now, the, the major upgrade for the year was really the one where you thought, all right, this is exciting because I'm going to find out about several new features. And, uh, you know, this is, this is the major upgrade I've been waiting for all year. Well, that's changed a little bit from the standpoint of we have really an ongoing time of updating uh, new features, putting new features in and uh, updating the software now, mainly from the standpoint that uh, Windows is changing very rapidly. So there's security updates that are happening. There's, uh, there's other things like Microsoft Teams is really a good example. That app has changed a lot since it first came out. And we're working throughout the year to be able to bring updates and you know, make it work better with our software, bring those updates to you. So we don't want to wait until you know, the next year when we release the next major upgrade. So all of these things are released as soon as we can get them out, as soon as they're ready to go. So you've got the major upgrade that's going to come out in the fall, but please look for those updates throughout the year as well. And uh, if you can, stay as current as you can. So when you see one of those updates, try to download that and get it installed as quickly as you can, because there are lots and lots of things in there that you can take advantage of. And a good way to do that is um, usually when you open um, any of the software, JAWS, Zoom, Texture, Fusion, you will hear you'll get a notification if there's a new update available, unless you've actually decided you don't want that and you've shut and you've turned it off. But by default, that's what you're going to get. So you're going to know when an update is available. There's a checkbox there. You just check that, go to download, and it will download the update for you and automatically install. And then all you'll have to do is reboot usually, and you're good to go with the new information. So that's a great way to stay updated with, with the Freedom Scientific software, and we highly recommend that you do that. Um, by the way, uh, Diane, if you're watching the, the chat box or um, if anybody does have a question that where you want to speak to us, that's, that's perfectly fine as well. Best way to do that, I guess, is what, Diane, to raise your hand? And yeah. let us know, and then we can call on you, and uh, we can go from there. And do you want to go over the ways to do that, Diane, depending on the device yes. that they're on? Yes, I can do that. Thank you. Okay, uh, to raise your hand, if you're on a PC, it's Alt-Y. Uh, to unmute on the PC, it's Alt-A, but you do need to have permission to unmute. So. Um, you know, once we're ready to call on you, we'll send you a, a message that says the host would, the host is inviting you to speak something on that order. So then um, we will give you permission to talk and then you will unmute and we will lower hands and, um, you know, remove permission to talk as, as needed. Um, let's see, on the Mac, the command to raise your hand is option Y and to unmute it's command shift A. On the smartphone, it's uh, there's going to be a, a raise hand button in kind of in the middle of your screen. I think maybe, um, maybe toward the bottom. If you swipe around your screen, you'll find it. And then to uh, unmute, you will, you will, um, 
find the unmute button, uh, you get two choices to either stay muted or unmute. So, you know, go to the unmute button. And on your touchtone phone, it is star nine to raise your hand and star six to unmute. I think okay. that's all of them. Good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you guys didn't hear my uh, hear my jaws before I wanted you to. I went to share sound and I was slowing it down and that kind of thing. And I went to share uh, screen and I don't think you can hear it until nope. then. So now. We missed it, unfortunately. Can you guys hear it now? Yeah. That's good. All right. Very good. So thank you, Diane, for that information. That's good. So anybody um, feel free. Don't think you have to wait until I'm finished speaking because I'll just keep talking. But if there is a question, um, by all means, uh, feel free to uh, raise your hand, ask that. I can't or, uh, raise my hand, but I do have a layered favorite when you're when you're ready, whenever that is. Awesome. Very good. So Larry is going to start us out. And I think this is a great place to start. About three months ago, four months ago, I could not have given you this command because it didn't exist. But I've had conversations with Eric, and Eric knows about our radio backgrounds, both John and myself. And so does Ron Miller, and so do a few others. And we've always, we're complaining about the fact that we couldn't find an easy way to, if, if our sound cords died on us, we have multiple sound cards for different functions of what we're doing. But if those cards died, for instance, if Windows decided it was going to change uh, a build and maybe or change Windows versions like to 11, well, the sound cards would, would stop and it would default back to the original sound card. And we thought, well, how in the world? Because the way we used to do it, it was, in, it was go to utilities, then sound cards, then arrow up and down, and hopefully you found the right sound card, but you had to just guess that you were where you thought you were. Yeah, that exactly. was not a pain. And there's still a couple of things to fix and wrinkles to fix. But now, at least, if you press insert space and you hear the little sound and then you press V and then you press C, which gets you to the sound cards, you can arrow up and down. And whatever card you're on, it's probably going to be the default if, if you've not set one. You'll hear Jaws come up talking. And then you can actually set a card if you want to for various functions, say for Zoom. And it works. And it's far much better. Far much. It happened to me last night. Uh, for whatever reason, Windows changed something. No, one of my sound cards went out of the loop and I couldn't find it. And I had to turn the computer off and reset it. And it, it finally found the sound card. But first, that card wasn't there. And I had to go back to the default. And, and at least with this way of doing it, I could find my, set, my, my default card pretty quickly. So... That, I think that's an excellent example. Yeah, Thank it took a while much. to get there. And Sorry, but it, let's go yeah. through this. So let's uh, keep keep your keep stay unmuted there, Larry, okay. for a sec, and you can kind of talk us through this. But let me just say just a couple things, and then we'll go through and we'll try this, and this will be the first one we do. What Larry just mentioned is a wonderful example. If you have multiple sound cards because of changes that are made on the machine or the the card changing, just like he said, and the whole idea with layered commands is just as he said. Usually, there is another way to accomplish this same task, but you've got to go through the menu to do it. You've got to select what you're looking for. There's a number of steps that it takes to get there. The idea with most of these layered commands is that from wherever you're at on your machine, whatever you're doing, so you could be in a Word document, you could be right in the middle of an email, you could be on the internet reading, you know, whatever, well, your Facebook feed, whatever it is. 
you can get into these layered commands quickly and you can perform the task that you want to do, like in Larry's case, changing sound cards. And then you can hit escape and you are right back to what you were doing before you went into the layered command. So it's a, it's a shortcut. It's a quick way to do things very rapidly within the software that you're using. So as Larry mentioned, the way you're going to get into this, the layered uh, command place is hit insert with space bar. And the way you're going to know that you're there is you hear a little ascending click, click, don't we, Larry? You Let's do. try this now. So there we go. I just there hit insert is. in the space bar. And if I hit V for volume, volume and it was C for sound cards, sound cards. Now we can arrow up and down and figure out which sound cards we have. So rather than going to utilities and locating sound cards that way, you can just do it through these layered commands and get there very quick. Now, if I arrow up and down, Windows default sound card. I think that's all I have. That's I've all. Had, uh, yeah, bad. You'd, you'd hear other cards if you had them. I w I can't demonstrate this for you now because I'm streaming, and <laughs> that would mess up the stream. Because it would change. Actually, you know cards. what just happened to mine? No. Since I have my USB headset plugged in, the uh, same kind of thing. Oh. I mine went to my speakers. Your speakers, yes. On my computer. Gotcha. Versus the USB headset that I've got right here. So right. I had to arrow and, and arrow back up it. and fix that. Yep. Yeah. So it's now here really we are. Cool. So if and if I would have kept it on my speakers, of course, you all wouldn't have been able to hear my sound anymore either. So that's all you have to do. You just use your up and down arrows until you locate the one you want, and that's it. Then you just leave it there and you, you can hit escape and you hear that little descending tone, and you know then that you are out of the layer and you're right back to where you were prior. In my case, I was on the Zoom window, and this is where we are. Now, while we're on volume, Larry, this is probably a good time to talk about another one that is brand new here. And that would be the separation of audio channels. How about that? Do you use that at all? I, that's I do. And what's funny is that when I used to work for Marriott, and, now, and also when John works for Disney, we used to have a headset, a special headset that they had to buy for $250 a pop that would separate the volume that you would have say jaws in one ear and the customer in the other ear and you had to have a special headset to do that now you don't need that what what you're about right. to demonstrate will actually accomplish the same thing and it's a it's far less cheaper much cheaper so we put the feature into the software that you had to buy a special headset for for many many years and this is great there's a lot of folks who have been using this now it it's not going to work from the standpoint of um, a zoom or a teams call if you have a bluetooth headset but otherwise if you're on usb you're going to be able to do this whether it's music you're listening to or a conversation like this so that you can have your jaws in one ear and whatever else you're listening to in the other. And you don't necessarily have to be using a headset to do it, although that's where it works the best and what it was designed for. But even on your computer speakers, if you decide to try this, you can. So it's kind of funny just to play around with it. But let's show you how this works, because this is uh, something that has um, really gotten a lot of play, and it's been a very popular feature since we introduced this into JAWS here uh, very recently. So I'm going to go to uh, my layered commands once again, insert spacebar. And you heard that we're there. Now, if I hit a V for volume, volume. and a B for balance, balance, and now I can hit my left or right arrow, and I think in this case I'm going to hit my right arrow. 
Oh, and that was the wrong one because now it it brought Jaws to the other ear. And oh, PC cursor. Let me try this again. Insert spacebar. V for volume. Volume balance. So we're not we're not PC actually cursor. getting the the actual confirmation that this took place, but that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to hit the insert spacebar, V for volume, a B for balance, and then you're going to be able to hit your left arrow if you want JAWS in the left channel or your right arrow if you want it in the right. Now, that's pretty cool because then you have a whole clean channel for both your JAWS and then whatever else it is that you're listening to on the other side. And it, it's it's a great little feature. And then when you want to move it back so that you have JAWS in the middle once again, so that uh, everything's back balanced, you can repeat the process. Hit your insert space bar, your layered command. Hit the V for volume, B for volume. balance. Balance. And hit your up arrow. And then you should get the notification that JAWS is back in the middle. And on, on both channels. And I'm not exactly sure why that's not uh, happening on my machine because when I tried it a little while ago, it worked fine. So, so Jeff, was it working for you? It was, absolutely. But we, we just weren't yeah. hearing it. Also, no, it wasn't raised, working now. You have a raised hand. Um, Jane Sue has her hand up. Hey, Jane, go ahead. Audio set music. Going off. Um, Excuse me. Going off of uh, that, um, kind of changing topics a little bit. Do you know what the um timeline for Braille edit might be? Um, some of us are still viewing BRF files for educational um institutions, and um, I know that the Focus Fifth Gen has a scratch pad that can view it, but not everybody has a um note taker or a um, a focus that the latest focus and um, <laughs> everything so I've tried um, doesn't seem to. I mean, I know I can read the thing in in Braille, but um, I'm a bit, I've tried the going into the setting center and doing that, but I think. Is there hopefully native support? I mean, what am I doing wrong here? Um, I need to get a little more information on that for you, Jane, because, yeah, when you when you go into a BRF file, um, unless it is done in the scratch pad on the focus, normally you're not going to be able to edit there. So you want to be able to do it from within JAWS, you're saying as well, correct? I just want to, because this is uh, mathematical content, um, I just want to view it on the because not everyone has the latest um focus or any type of like you you know you're yep. stuck in a situation yep. where it's just absolutely the computer no. and a broad display so I wonder if we can accomplish what you're talking about. We have our Braille math editor now where you can actually drill down and yeah. uh, you can and do some editing there. <laughs> I've been using that too. I just want to like, I guess there's no way to right now view BRFs as they are. Is that what we're we're seeing? Well, let me get let me get a little more information on that for you. I want to make sure that I'm that I'm answering you 
correctly and and that I'm telling you everything that we can do. So, um, well, I'll, I'll just tell you right now. So my email address, so if you send me a, a note on this, I will make sure that we include uh, all the people we need to. So it's jbazer, J-B-A-Z-E-R at Vispero, V-I-S-P-E-R-O dot com. So just send me a note and that's going to be the easiest way for us to get a rapid answer for you. J-B-A-Z-E-R at Vespero.com. Okay. And we'll be able to uh, to go from there, but that's a good question. Thank you, Jane, very much. Anybody else at this point, Diane? No? Nope. Okay. We're okay. All right. Uh, but exactly what Jane just did, if you have a question like that, feel oh, free to... Uh, to ask us you got another one now yes we have two uh we have wait a second yes we have two hands raised okay uh first one is jessica and you may go ahead hey jessica how are you hey jeff i'm well how are you good good how can we help you i'm curious to know if you happen to know when the February JAWS update is coming. I'm having some issues and I'm really hoping that it will be out soon. I think it will be. Uh, we, we have another update they're working on right now. There's, uh, they're putting the finishing touches on just a couple of things. The last one was out in December. So uh, as we mentioned, you know, six to 10 week timeframes, usually, you know, unless they're something specific that they're working on or, you know, going through uh, some things that they're trying to get in the update before release. But uh, I think you'll have one very soon. And if there if there's been some specifics that uh, you are having some trouble with, hopefully you've relayed those to our support folks uh, so that we know. Jeff, I think it's in the next week and a half and there'll be an FS open line next week i believe and he'll, eric will talk more about it but i'll bet you within the week next week and a half to two weeks it'll be it'll be there so just just on the time frame that we were talking about um there should be one jessica and in as larry said the next week to week and a half and larry's privy to this information larry didn't tell you but he's a beta tester for our software so uh he's kind of uh on the cutting edge of a lot of this stuff that's that's coming out which is is very good I did see that FS open line is on the 24th at 3 p.m. Everybody mark your calendar. I plan to be there. There you go. And if Eric's going to be there, then he'll be able to give you uh, any information you need regarding that. So that should be good. That's a good question, Jessica. Thank you. Anybody? uh, Was there a a second one, Diane? Yes. uh, Myrna. And go ahead and unmute. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can, there we go. Go ahead, Myrna. Myrna. Hey. Can you, can you hear me now? We sure can. Oh, good. Great. Because I did it. it Loud and clear. So speaking of loud and clear, Jeff, that's a good segue. So go back a little further before the, um, before the sound card and before the balance came the volume deal. So it used to be very hard, still is very hard, if you want to change your volume on your computer and you didn't have, you know, specific volume knobs to do it, you ended up holding down the function key, the FN key on your uh, bottom row, and then some function 
on the Dells, it was, I don't know, two and three and some other ones, it was seven and eight or 10 or 11 and, or 10 and 11. And you could accidentally mute by doing this and it j would jump up and it would jump down. So the easy way now is that you can do your layer command, your insert space. And again, you go back and you do your V and then you can do either your jaws or your oh, system. Yeah. yeah, do it. It's cool. Jaws. And then you can go, you can go up or down for the percentages. 90, 90, 90, 90%, 90%. Yeah. So as I move my arrow down, this is a perfect example, Myrna. Thank you so much. So 80%. I'm moving my arrow keys down now. 80, 80, 80, you should hear jaws getting lower. Seven, 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 you can also use your page up and page down. So if I hit page down, 60%, 50%. now we're down to 50%, 40%. and you can hear that getting lower. So now to go back up to 100%, if we wanted to do that, I can just hit my page up. 50, 60, 70, 90%, 100%. And there we are back at 100%. Right. So exactly what Myrna said. Go ahead. But the cool part is, too, then you have system volume. So, you know, we used to play with audio ducking and stuff like that. So you can have your jaws set to one volume, and you could have your system set to another volume so that, um, you know, let's say you're listening to something, but you're also playing around with email or something like that. So, you know, you can have them um, set differently. Absolutely. Really cool. And by the way, we were trying to help Jane with this, with the BRF stuff the other night. She, we were on Tech Talk meeting and she was asking about it. And, you know, we told her that it's going to come out. But the only way, and math is tricky. I didn't know she was playing with math. But you sort of can read BRFs if you, you got to play around with um, going in and playing with translation and, and, you set it to computer braille because you don't want it to translate or um, you know, it's going to double translate. It's, it's, you can right. do it, but it's tricky. It's very tricky. So, you know, LEDIT's going to be great. When LEDIT comes out, it, it'll be great because not only will you be able to, you know, see the BRFs on a display, but, you know, like Ron always says, hands-free, um, you're going <laughs> to be able to hear them, but not yet. Just like these layered commands, we need a command to make sure that that translation happens properly, where you can select what you want and have it look exactly how you want. So from the standpoint of a BRF, that you're looking in contracted Braille only or uncontracted, if that's where you want to be. But there shouldn't be a problem with worrying about double translation or any, you know, anything like that. So once we get that figured out, uh, it's going to be beautiful. Well, once you, if you set it to contracted Braille, that's when it's going to double translate. See, what right. you have so, to set it to is computer Braille so that what you see, what I mean, but you don't want to hear voice. You know, in other words, you can only look at it on the display, but you want what you see is what you get. Because if you set it to contracted Braille, it's going to take your double. Yep. It's going to double. It's going to translate. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. Tricky. It's tricky. So. We'll have a, uh, a a much happier conversation about that uh, sometime um, in the near future on uh, ACB communities here, probably because uh, Ron is on here from time to time as well, demonstrating things like that, and that will be something that we'll definitely want to make sure that you guys know about as soon as it's available. So good stuff, Myrna. Thank you so much. And so exactly what was kind of where exactly where I wanted this to go today is I wanted some of you guys to mention the ways that you're using these layered commands within your software. And we've gotten a few examples already. And, and this is great because this is exactly what 
the idea of this is here. Most of these things can all be done throughout the menus. There's different ways to do them, but you want a very quick way, some way to make it happen very quickly and not have to move away from where you're currently at in order to accomplish what you want to do. So we did volume first, which is exactly what Myrna was just talking about, where you can change the JAWS volume and the system volume through the layered commands. And then that's when we added the balance feature after that, where you can separate your channels and have JAWS in one and the sound on your, the rest of the sound on your computer in the other. So insert spacebar is how we get in here. And then you just need to know where you're going to go from that point. But what if you don't? What if you need a little help to figure out, okay, I get into my layered commands, then what? What's all available for me once I get in here? So there is a way to get some help once you're in your layered commands. And we can we can do it a couple of different ways. We can do it very generically or you know, general from the first uh, the first layer of your insert in your space bar. But then also when you get into a specific area like volume, for example, we can do it there too to kind of drill down and get more specific on uh, keystrokes that are available in order to accomplish the task you're looking for. So let's try this now just uh, so you can get an idea here of how this works. So if I hit my insert space bar once again, and then I'm going to press a question mark. So shift key here and my question and heading level two general commands. The following are commands generally available in this key layer. Command search feature equals J. Screen J toggle on off for privacy equals print screen. Toggle speech between full speech and less speech mode equals S. While in less speech mode, toggle between speech on demand or full mute equals shift shift. So you get the idea. So we're talking about screen shade. We're talking about uh, speech on demand. All these kind of things that we can do from within the layered command area toggle, while in less speech mode toggle but repeat last spoken no toggle volume control notifications for external multimedia devices equals grave accent review recent history of what was spoken equals h so a number of things that are in here and if you want to get more specific than that we can move by heading editors email and word processors heading level two so there's what we can do in in those categories editors emails word processing messaging applications heading level two here we go secondary layers heading level two and then here's the secondary layers. So, you know, when we get into sound cards, when we get into volume, things like that, the following, what do we have here? Heading the following keys activate a secondary layer. You can press question mark in any of these layers to show a help screen. Mouse echo layer equals E. OCR layer equals O. Picture smart layer equals P. Skype desktop application layer equals Y. See, you might have forgotten about some of these or not known that they existed in the first place. Activate table navigation layer while in the table equals T. Braille and text viewers layer equals B. Volume layer equals V. Blank. So there we go. There's a number of things available here to be able to go in and give a try. There's a couple different things that I want to mention to you here, and then you may have some other questions or comments on some of the things that you like to do within the layered commands. But when this really got popular in the first place, one of the first things we did with layered commands was convenient OCR. And I think that's been in the product for the last, geez, six years or so now, if I have that right. Six or seven years, probably. Convenient OCR has been here for a long time. And it's amazing, uh, folks who still don't necessarily know about that. Maybe they've heard about it, but don't know exactly what it is. And a lot of people still might think you have to use open book if you want to do any OCR at all. So what are we talking about with OCR? Optical character recognition. We're scanning printed materials into speech. 
into electronic text. So it's text-to-speech capability that we're talking about here. And we used to use OpenBook to do all of that. And you still can. If you want a specific or a certain program just for your OCR, maybe you're doing some more high-end things where you're converting to MP3s or embossing things after you you scan them from text-to-speech, those kind of things. Uh, if you're doing a lot of batch scanning, you know, multiple pages at a time, hundreds of pages or more, that's the kind of thing that Open Book is still a wonderful program for. But for convenient OCR, if you just need to scan a document or two, and then maybe save that in Word or someplace else on your machine. Those are the kind of things you can do with convenient OCR. And that is one of the first commands that was available under the layered commands. So let's figure out how to do that. Convenient OCR. So if I press, again, my insert and spacebar, and then the letter O for OCR. OCR. Now, I just happen to have a Pearl camera connected to my machine here right now, and I've got a little document under it here, and I think it's a bill. So uh, let's see if we can figure out what this what this is. If I hit an A for acquire, that's what we use whenever we want to scan. We hit an A for acquire as in acquire the document. Convenient OCR dialog, cameras and scanners combo box, Pearl. Wonderful. So it, it sees that I have a Pearl here, and now if I press, camera OCR started. I press enter, Pages upside. You heard the little shutter sound, and it's now taking a picture of the document and processing. Customers and fifty dollars point zero zero sixty dollars point zero zero after hours for out of city customers. These delinquent accounts may be paid after hours in full plus the non-payment fee finished. List of hey, cards. I don't have a delinquent account. What's going on there? So it's just reading part of this uh, this little document that I have here, and I can start at the top. This is all editable text, so we can move around here and we could copy and paste whatever we wanted to, or we could just get rid of it. Pay your so I'm just going to the top here. Pay your bill. Pay your bill is here. List of six items, one online. Link www cases gov with MasterCard V1 automatic draft term and automatic draft agreement and voided check the city of case. PO Box 2004, case SC29171. That sounds pretty accurate to me that it's reading uh, it's reading this document quite well. So this is just my little invoice here for my sewer bill of all things. Can you believe that? I pay the city of uh, Casey, South Carolina for that. And that's what I had quickly to be able to scan. Now, at the bottom of this, there's a link. Link open in Word. Open in Word. So automatically, and this is a new feature that we added just recently, and I'm just getting off track a little bit here talking about convenient OCR specifics, but I do want you guys to know about this, that you can actually, once you scan, um, what you had to do previously is copy and paste this and then bring it into a Word document and save it. But now there's a link right here at the bottom. And if I hit that, we'll automatically open Word and the text will be there for you. And then you can save it or you know manipulate it further and do whatever you want from that point. So this is a window, just a temporary OCR window that comes up here. And again, like I said, you can use your arrow keys to move around in here and everything would, would work as you'd expect. So if you want to move by word, by line, by sentence, you want to spell, of course, you can do all those things. But then when you're done, when you've read this this document, you can just hit escape. Mute, currently unmuted, all day button, mute. And I'm back in my Zoom window where I was before. So that's how easy it is to go in and perform a convenient OCR on a document. You don't have to go into the menus, you don't have to do anything. You just get into your layered commands, hit an O for OCR, an A for acquire in this case, and then press enter, and it's taking a picture on your Pearl. Now, there's lots of other things that you can do from the OCR standpoint. 
You might have heard of Picture Smart. You might have heard that we can OCR PDF files, things like that. So let's go in here again and just give you an example of what's all available. So I hit my layered command, insert spacebar, layer, press an O for OCR. OCR. And here we are. So let me press a question mark. And let's see what we have. The following here. commands are available in the OCR layer. Acquire an OCR print document from a scanner or Freedom Scientific camera such as Perl. Using the letter A, OCR scanned PDF document opened in Acrobat Reader using the letter D. From Windows Explorer, you can OCR any image file or PDF using the letter F. From Windows Explorer, you can OCR any image file or PDF directly to a Word document using the letter R. From the computer screen itself, you can OCR a control with C, window with W, or the entire screen with S. You can press Q to quit or cancel an OCR job. Job. <laughs> there we go. So lots of things available there under OCR that you may not have known or not remembered that you can actually get to via the layered commands. So pretty powerful as far as this goes in order to, uh, to make this happen. Anybody have a question, a comment, anything they want to mention to us here at this point? Yeah, we Diane, have three hands. Okay. First is uh, Meryl Schechter. Go uh, ahead. Can you hear me? Uh, we can. How you doing, okay. Meryl? Um, yes. Hi. Um, my... Uh, um, first of all, I'm very excited about the layered commands. My question doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, lately, in JAWS 2022, I've been having an issue with if I write an email and I'm editing it, and let's say I use the uh, left arrow because I want to read what I write. I find it easier than the backspace or whatever, and I um, then I press the delete key if I made an error. It mm -hmm. keeps on saying message body edit, and it keeps on saying that after when I go back, when I go left arrow, whatever, keeps on um, saying message body edit, message body edit, and I don't know why it's doing that. Sounds like uh, your window may not be maximized potentially, so it doesn't sound like it's getting focused completely. So, what, which email program is that? Oh, I have Gmail. Oh, you had Gmail. Okay, so you're, you're doing this on, on the web? In yeah, your Gmail? Uh, I'm, I'm doing it uh, not a, well. I'm using HTML. Yeah, I mean, for the Gmail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, a couple things on that that uh, we, we can probably help you try. I think the okay. easiest way for mm -hmm. you to, to get a quick answer on that is going to be to contact our support folks or okay. send us an email and they can give you a few things to try. Okay, I'll uh, do that. Mm -hmm. What can happen sometimes is if your forms mode is is not on mm -hmm. and you are where you where you think you should be and you're trying to arrow through there, you're not going to get the results you want. So oh. you might want to try to press enter and okay. just make sure that your forms mode is on. Okay. And then you should be able to navigate through with no problem. But oh, okay. uh, there you. could be some other things going on and, and we can certainly try to help. Oh, so okay. I appreciate it. If you contact our tech support folks, you can either call them mm -hmm. or send them an email. They're there from, geez, I think it's 830 in the morning until 7 p.m. Eastern yeah. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're you, good. Thank you. If you don't remember how to get a hold of them, send me a note and I'll make sure it gets there. Oh, I know how to get in touch. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Sure. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Okay, who's next, Diane? Okay, next we have Sandra. Hey, Sandra. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm uh, just wondering about, because I've, I've heard people use the OCR function to um, scan captures, uh, 
you know, so you're on yes. a website yeah. and, and to get, get past a certain point, you have to describe the, the numbers and things and, and so on. And a lot of the time there are no audio challenges. So people use OCR for that. Um, so would you use that in this sort of layered command? I'm just wondering if there's, um, if the Freedom Scientific, there's a podcast or something that can do a sort of slow-mo version of the sort of paperless scans you were talking about. So um, not scanning external documents, uh, physical paper, but the paperless things like the PDFs and uh, scanning your screen and stuff like that. I know we've done a lot of picture smart um, little examples on here. You know, we've had with ACB communities, we've gone through picture smart. I don't know if we, if we right here have done where we're scanning controls or, you know, scanning what's on the screen, but there's probably, there's got to be some uh, areas where we have done that on the web and we could, we could help you locate those. That would be I know great. CAPTCHA, CAPTCHA is a little hit and miss, you know, it's, it's not really designed for that because with CAPTCHA, you know, you've got, you got letters and numbers. Sometimes you've got the exclamation points in there, you know, that you have to add. So it's uh, Larry, you got anything or anybody else have any additional comments on that? I think CAPTCHA, it may work once in a while, but I, I'm not sure that I would recommend that, you know, to, to try all the time. Yeah. And a lot of it depends on the CAPTCHA too. So okay. yeah, there's yeah, different kinds I, of CAPTCHA. That's a, that's a tough there. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, other, you know, uh, imagey, uh, text, texty things where PDFs are, are done, but it's a photo of text as opposed to the text scanned incorrectly. There's this very sort of paper scanning paperless scanning methods for doing that and just just wondering if if there's a podcast about how to do that in, in slow-mo or if anyone's done a demo of that somewhere we can absolutely get you some information yeah, on that I, if you do a google and ask that question i'll bet you a podcast solution might come up now whether it's going to be accessible to you i don't know but i know that people have well, done like them the on captures. well you no, know, because we have talked about captures uh, on some of the webinars for Freedom Scientific. So that's a good job. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Are you actually in the UK or are you here in, in the States? I'm just curious. Oh, she's gone. You know, it, this is so cool. Okay, I'm Zoom sorry. Because, I, muted, I, I muted her. Oh, okay. I just I love the fact that, that people can be anywhere in the world and we bring them up here on Zoom and they sound just loud and clear like they're right next door. You'd never know. You'd never really know. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we have Jessica with another question. Go ahead, Jessica. Hey, Jeff. So you were doing a demo a second ago about the Pearl camera, and I happen to have one. Nice. Very good. So I bought it when it was on discount before I started college so that if I needed to scan any material that was printed, I could. Right. Well, I'm not getting good results with mine. What am I doing wrong? Well, how did you get yours to give you such a good result? Well, it, it, it always depends what you're scanning, Jessica. So that is number one. Um, I just have mine sitting on my desk here. There's a fair amount of light in the room coming, you know, from the window. I don't have a, a overhead light on even. Um, this is a, a printed document, you know, just coming off the printer like you would get a bill for. So, uh, you know, that's that's what happened. It, it depends on what you're scanning 
And we may be able to give you some tips on, uh, you know, being able to get more accurate scans. Are you doing it with open book or are you doing it through convenient OCR? Convenient OCR. Okay. All right. Very good. Have you found that this happens with anything you scan or is it specifically with some college material or where are you finding that it happens? Yes. Um, college material. I'm also a health coach. And at the moment, our life book is only available in print. And there's print on both sides of the page, if you mm-hmm. will. Basically, there's two pages and there's print on both of them. Yep. It has trouble with that. Well, what you would probably want to do in, in that case is scan each page at a time. You know, there are times when you can scan, you know, multiple pages, uh, both pages on the book. But for the most accurate scan, I think you'd want to fold that over and be able to scan, you know, each each page concurrent and then be able to save that in Word or or someplace like that. Hmm. That's what I would recommend that you do on on those. If you're look, if it's a textbook where you need, you know, as much of an accurate scan as you can get, I think I would do it that way. you think you can try that and and let us know or you know if there's okay. if there's other things that you're going through and it's not working like you think it should definitely let us know because I'll tell you this pearl is a uh, it's a pretty little slick piece of machinery and uh, again depending on what you're scanning like I have mine um, you know how it folds out it, it's got the two the two uh, buttons on it so the you know the two legs uh, fold out so mine is probably what is this about eight inches above the paper so it's got a straight shot down but uh you know when i've used this i i do get pretty accurate results so do i so do i and a lot of it depends on where you have the paper in relationship to the camera but they tell you when you set it up where to have it so if you pay attention to that i'm not sure why she's having those issues there's there's a little guide that is in front of the pearl and when you when you put your pearl back in the case, when you put it away, the guide is is it it can you can push it over to the side. There's two positions for that. And if you line your paper up with this guide, that's how you should get the most accurate results there, Jessica. But we would love to help you further. Where where are you located? She's in New York. Oh, let me um Oh, she's muted. Okay. She's in New York. Uh-huh. If she's in New York. She's uh, in Michigan. We, we, uh, what did I say? New York. Pardon me. Yeah, okay. She's in Michigan. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, either way, um, we could get her in touch with uh, some local folks there uh, at a training center or one of our Michigan dealers who would be able to help her. So, Jessica, I think your best bet is to send myself an email that I can then move forward to where, where it needs to go. Or if you want to talk to our support folks, once again, we can give you best tips and, and try to help you as much as we can to be able to help you get some accurate Pearl scans. So we're happy to help. I mean, we're here to do that for sure. Hey, now, Jeff, you have, we have nine minutes left and we have um, two hands. Um, Sandra has raised her hand again. And, um, and when then we have a phone number, uh, area code. 978 ending in 982 who hasn't had a chance to speak yet okay well let's take those quickly and then if we have time i'll show you one last thing under the uh, layered commands here 
Okay, Sandra, um, you should go ahead. Okay, just quickly, I just wanted to um, respond to, to Jessica in saying that I scan as well. I don't have a pearl camera. I've got a flatbed scanner. But one thing I do is make sure that the light source is is not shining directly on the paper um, to, to confuse the scanner. And I don't scan at night so that it doesn't have any problems with that. And I check the resolution, like the dots per inch and all that kind of thing is set properly and that the language it's set to interpret in is checked and that my fingertips are clear of the paper and that there's no fingerprints on the machine or the paper. Um, so that might or may not help. And, and I do live in Europe uh, just because you were asking that. Nice. Thank you so much. Very good advice as far as scanning goes. Now, if you go into the, just, just real quick here, and we're not going to be able to get too deep in this, but I'm just going to go into OCR. I'm, Convenient OCR dialogue. Camera. I'm going into acquire here. And there's a couple things here, Jessica, that you can uh, take a look at. If you tab from this point, we're in the Perl dialog now. Motion detect multi-page recognition checkbox not checked. So this is where if you want to do uh, multi-page scanning, the Perl actually can tell when you've turned the page and it'll take a subsequent picture. So you can scan uh, pages rapidly up to about 20 a minute if you wanted to do this as fast as it'll allow you to do. Light combo box on, two or three. So the light, there is a light on your Pearl camera and it is on by default. Off, three or three, off, automatic, one or three. But we have some different options here. So it can automatically use the light when it thinks that it needs to for the type of scan that you're doing. Uh, on is the default, as I mentioned in the middle. On, two or three. Or you can turn it off. So you've got some options there as far as the Pearl goes, being able to use the light or the motion. Advanced button, Alt plus B. And then there is an advanced button where you can go in and, and look at some other things as well. So I might recommend you play around with that a little bit and just uh, see how those settings work Mute for you. Currently. And who was next? There was one more, I think, Diane. Yes, we have a phone number, uh, area code 978, ending in 982. And you may go ahead. Okay. Yes, my name is Gerard from Boston. I just Gerard. want to know, what, what was that email again, the address? Uh, if you want to email myself directly, uh, which is perfectly fine, because if I can't help you directly, we certainly will get you to the folks who can, and that is Jay Bazer. So it's my first initial and last name, J-B-like-boy-A-Z-E-R. At A-Z-E-R-Z like a zebra? Correct. That's correct. J B A Z E R at Vispero dot com. J J J B J B. That's correct. Yeah. All right. How do you spell Vispero? S P. So E S P A R O. Vispero is V like Victor. I S P like Paul. E R O. E R O. E R O. Vispero. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Yes, sir. That's correct. Now, also, right. if you'd like to give us a call for anybody who would like to do that, you can certainly do that as well. You don't have to email. If you want to call us and get to our support folks or uh, my direct extension off of our 800 number is going to be 1122-1122 to get to me. And our 800 number is 1-800-444-4443. So again, 800, all fours, except the last number, which is a three. That's how you can uh, get to us to uh, ask us any questions or comments as well. 
and we certainly thank appreciate you very that. Much. Hey, thank, thank you, you, Gerard. Take it easy. Yep, you too. Okay, one of the last things that I want to mention, guys, we've got just a few minutes left, but I think this is worth talking about, is our Research It feature. And this is available in a couple of different ways. You can get there with a keystroke. You can get there through the setting center, uh, I believe, or you can also do it with the layered command. And I think a lot of people you know, may forget about what's available here with Research It. But I wanted to show this to you for a couple of reasons. So if I hit my insert spacebar, layered command, and then I'm going to hit the letter R. Research it dialog, word or phrase edit combo, Sioux Falls SD. So now you can search for a number of different things here, depending on what you want to look for. And if I hit the tab, we're going to go into a list of different things that you can look up. List view, Wikipedia. And this is done through sources on the internet. So you're not actually going to the web page to do this. You can just do it from this point. US so let's see here. I'm going to the top here. So Wiktionary. Wiktionary primary. You can actually look up any word that you want to. So this is just like your dictionary. If you want to look up a specific word. Area code lookup. How about an area code lookup? So actually we can type in here. Let's just do this real quick. Word or phrase at a combo. I don't know what I had in here. I Selection had, uh, deleted. A couple things I was trying earlier today. But if you just type in a, a specific area code like 213. And all you have to do is press enter. Because that's what we have highlighted here. Remember, if I press tab, list view, area code lookup. Okay, so there's a little edit box here with shift tab. Word or phrase edit combo two hundred thirteen. I have two one three in there, and then when you tab, you know what it is that it's going to, what search it's going to perform. So in this case, it's going to be area code lookup. So when you have that set, press enter. Two hundred thirteen list of one items bullet area code two hundred thirteen region cut time zone offset from UTC minus eight description S California Los Angeles C three hundred ten three hundred twenty three six hundred twenty six eight hundred eighteen list end. <laughs> so not only does it tell you what the area code, uh, what area of the country it's for, but then it also lets you know that there's other area codes and then of course in the LA area there's lots of them. So that's kind of handy if you somehow come across an area code you don't know what it is. You can go to the research it within Jaws and look it up. So there's lots of other things that you can do there as well. And one of the other things that I wanted to mention, and this is is uh, another, I think, very interesting feature that a lot of people may not Gmail inbox, Google, may not remember. So I'm on my Gmail account here right now. I think uh, somebody told us earlier that they use their their Gmail account to move through, and I, this is just on the web. I have this open, but I can I can go to any word here and have my focus on any word on a web page. Okay, in a word document. Or wherever it is, and I can actually find out what that word means. Link, 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 maps. So let me just do this real quick. Images, maps. Maps. We're on maps. Mike. So with a keystroke, and in this case, it's insert Windows key R, I can find out a definition for this word. Let's try this real fast. Maps now, maps list of one items one. Plural of map list end. Verb maps list of one items one. Third person singular simple present indicative form of map now, maps list of one items one. Plural of map list and verb maps list of one items one. Third person singular simple. Sim okay, so it's going and it's telling us all the different things, but list there should anagram. be a definition here too. List of one, one, list end. Press escape to press escape. List one, list of one, one. Amps, APMS, MPS, spam, spam. Well, where's my definition? List end, list end. One, list of one, map now, list of one, list end, verb map, list of one. So again, we can arrow through this and figure out uh, where we want to go. So for now. List end, one, plural, list of one items, now maps. List of one, list of verb, list of one. Third person singular simple, list of anagrams. List of one, item one, amps, a list end. 
Press escape the well, this might be something that you're going to have to mess around <laughs> with, and we're going to run out of time here. But I did this earlier, and of course, on the live demo, it's different. But you can get a definition for whatever word you're on. Just highlight the word, hit Alt or Windows key, insert R, and mess around with this a little bit. And you might find it very handy depending on uh, where you're at and what kind of work you're doing. So again, guys, thanks so much for uh, allowing us on ACB Communities today. It's a quick hour gone by. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday. Again, 3 o'clock for the Vespero Hour.